0: Thank Lord and welcome to Russ podcast today I'm your host Kirk Space are you saved today do you have a born-again Christian experience that you want to share on the show are you religious do you consider yourself religious are you questioning the Bible or even God's existence if so I want to have a conversation with you you can reach out to me at Russ podcast at proton.me that's Russ podcast at proton.me I'm also on more than one social media platform now I'm on to Facebook Uh, Congratulations, me, yay. And uh, Instagram, you can find me over there. And uh, shoot me a message. You know, if you want to have a conversation, talk about the Lord, let's do it. So today, uh, I got another in-person interview with me today. I got a special guest here today. I got my Aunt Lynn. And Aunt Lynn uh, has been a Christian, I mean, for, for as far as I can remember most of my life. And uh, she's been recently coming to some of the meetings with me, Adam and Jared, uh, to the the SBN meetings. We went down to Gettysburg for uh, Jim Law, which actually I'm going to be having Jim Law on in about two weeks. And uh, she's been up to Cross River now for the first time back uh, in November to see Donnie Swagger. So she's going to come on today and talk a little bit about uh, her life, her past, um, and just you know see where the spirit goes. So we're gonna get to Lynn now. Lynn, how you doing today?
1: I'm great. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, absolutely Are, are you excited? Yeah. Nervous? Nervous. A little nervous? Mm-hmm. So, uh What are your thoughts so far about Russ Podcast? I love it. Yeah,
1: I think you're doing a great service.
0: Yeah, it's fun mm-hmm. I. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I've been him and hawing about this for a f- long I don't know. time. Yeah, a long time and uh I want to kind of give a testimony here first about what's happened in the past couple days, and well, and really about the whole show, because uh, I'm getting so many confirmations from the Lord that this is His will and this is what He wants me to do. And it started when I first got set up. I was getting so much spiritual attacks and spiritual warfare about you know doing this. Uh, the first two episodes I did, I didn't have a mixer yet. So I was doing them on the computer out in the living room, and uh, I was having mic problems. You know, nothing was working. I was trying to learn how to use this audio editing software, and it was just not working, right? Well, when I interviewed Jasmine, she came on, and the only way I was able to record her was through Zoom, the, uh, the app Zoom. And we're 45 minutes into her interview, and it shuts off. And I was like, that dirty devil well, it turns out, uh, what's the name of the, <laughs> I'm just brain farted, uh, <laughs> Zoom. Yeah. Well, Zoom, the free version only gives you 40 minutes of free recording. And then you had to wait 15 minutes before you could start a new call. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like this girl's right in the middle of giving her testimony. And I'm like, oh, come on. So I, I texted her. I said, I'm sorry, I didn't know that Zoom, you know, you had to pay <laughs> to to be able to un- record Unlimited. Oh,
1: I didn't know that either.
0: Yeah, so she said, it's fine, you know, just call me back when it's when it's done. So I did, and I, I got that, that recording done, you know, glory to God. Well, I'm like, I am done with this computer nonsense. I'm buying a mixer, right? So I looked up, like, the one I wanted was like $800, and I was like, Ugh, I'm not dropping $800. Like, I don't even have an audience yet, like... I'm just going to, you know, find something, you know, better or, well, you know, good quality, but cheaper. So I found this mixer and it was like $400, half the price. And it was, uh, I think, the week, two weeks before Christmas. Well, guess what? Amazon lost it. So it took two weeks to ship this thing.
1: Amazon didn't lose it.
0: Right. The devil lost it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was waiting, like I was watching this thing like a hawk for two weeks. Cause I'm like, man, I don't want to record another interview on the computer. And uh, so it gets to, it took them two weeks to ship it, which it was prime. And I don't know why it took two weeks being that it was prime. Right. right. So it comes the delivery day. Right. And it says, it gives you your time window and uh, that time window passes Amazon puts another update, sorry we missed your window, it's still out for delivery today, you'll have it today. Now, in this same delivery, I had uh, another package, for something for the cats, and there was these two packages in this delivery. So I, you know, I go to bed early, like 7 o'clock, because I get up early for work. Well, 8.30 rolls around, Amazon finally pulls in the driveway, and I'm like, praise the Lord, Right? So I'm watching out the window, waiting for the guy to get out so I can meet him at the door. Well, he's in his truck for 15 minutes. He opens all the doors. He opens the back doors, the sliding door, and he's like looking for something. And I'm thinking, I bet he lost it. Right? So (laughs) he just throws his hands up in the air and he comes out with one small little thin box. And I go, there's no way my mixer's in that box. So he gets to the door, leaves, it's the stuff for the cats. Oh, no. Yeah. And I'm like, you have got to be, I should have saw this coming. Right? So I call Amazon. They, you know, they're, we don't, well, we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened. I said, look, I need, like, I have an interview scheduled for tomorrow. I need this by Friday, hands down. And I said, can you guarantee me another one by Friday? This took two weeks to get here from like Texas. He says, let me put you on hold, comes back, we'll have one there Friday. I said, okay, Awesome. praise the Lord. It shows up Friday, so the mixer comes, right? So I get all these interviews rolling in, things are going good, I'm getting a lot of views, a lot of good feedback, <clears throat> and uh, everybody tells me I got to interview Robin from up at Cross River. And I called him, got in touch with him. It took three weeks to get Robin on the phone because there was, he was getting sick or something was coming up or this or that. Like we just could not connect for whatever reason. Then the JR conference came up. He was up there and, you know, finally, you know, he gets back and we get the time schedule. We get together. We do the interview. Now, Robin has, um, anybody who hasn't listened to it yet, he's, it's the last episode, episode 10. He has a very, uh, very heavy past. He was, you know, a, um a convict he was in for twenty years, wow. and he gave a two and a half hour testimony, right just as powerful as jason's wow and uh he said, You know, Kirk, this is such a huge you know a huge blessing like i've I've been wanting to do something, and the lord's been putting something on my heart, and I think this is it you know i'm so glad I get to share my testimony to you know the whole world and robin's fairly new he 's a fairly new convert, like within a year, year and a half, right and he's on fire for the Lord, knows the message of the cross and everything. So my original goal with this show was to do one episode a week, right? Because that's the, the regular, uh, you know, layout for a podcast. You do one a week. So I recorded Taylor, the kid with uh, the epileptic uh, possession, and <clears throat> I told them, uh, your episode will be out next week. I just released one. Right. And then I recorded Robin the next day and the following morning after recording Robin, Robin texted me and said, uh, when's my episode going to air? I'm like really excited. This was such a huge, you know, bless. I'm, I'm, he's ecstatic, Right. And I said, uh, I was at work and I said, well, you're going to be like two and a half weeks out, like two weeks from next Wednesday. I said, cause I got, and let me tell you what, the Lord kicked my teeth in real bad. And I got convicted, like, immediately. Wow. And what he said to me, the Lord, he said, this isn't your show, Kirk. This is my show. And you're going to put these interviews out as you record them. And, he, you know, I, I, sp- I spoke about this in the intro of Robin's episode that's up. You could hear it. But he, he basically said, like, these are people's testimonies. This isn't a show for fun, for entertainment. Uh, this is to get people saved for the kingdom. And you're going to put them out. As you get them. Mm. So I said, all right, Lord, you know, you're right. So I went home. I uploaded Taylor's episode immediately. And then, you know, it was late. I didn't get a chance to do Robin's. I said, I'll do it the next day. So two days ago, I uploaded Robin's episode. I got it out today. Now, in this episode, Robin's episode, he gave out his personal information for people to contact him who have uh, a similar background or their ex-cons or whatever and he said here's my email i'm i'm willing to talk to anybody you know through email and you know at, if we start there i'm willing to move to another form of communication but here it is i'm willing to talk to you this morning robin texts me he's got 52 emails really from ex cons
1: that's amazing
0: and he said kirk this is unbelievable he said uh, the lord's been putting something on my heart and uh, I'm, it's time to go. Like, it's time to work. Like, he's coming. And we got to work. 52 emails. Overnight. Like, the Lord just birthed a ministry overnight.
1: That is amazing.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. And I'm thinking, like, what if I sat on his episode for two weeks now? You know, who like...
1: Who knows who that touched?
0: Right. You know? I'm saved. Yeah. Well, and, you know, all of my episodes... I've got over a thousand plays already in less than two months. So clearly, you know, with all the pushback I've been getting, the Lord dealing me with things, like he's obviously moving these yeah. these episodes to wherever he, you know, needs them to be. Right. And it's working. Yep. Praise God. Like, hallelujah. That's unbelievable. 52 emails. <laughs> Like he's gonna—is
1: he, he able to answer all of them?
0: Oh yeah, he said I am getting down to it. I am gonna for, systematically yeah. answer every one of them. Good, but that overnight, unbelievable. That's great. So that's great. that's the power of the Lord and what He can do.
1: Well, we know what He can do. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen so many things.
0: Yeah. So all right, well, with that little testimony out of the way,
1: okay.
0: Uh, tell us a little bit about Lynn. Hmm. What do you do? Uh, what are you about? How long you been a Christian? You know, just a little simple. Just introduce yourself.
1: Okay. Boy, that's really going back. Um, I was saved in 1981. Wow. Um, I just got out of a really bad marriage and moved back home with my parents. And I met my future husband, Dick. And I met his parents. I told him he was gold, but they were the icing on the cake. Yeah. They were born again, which I never heard of, never heard of born again Christian before.
0: They were the first ones that introduced that to you? Yep. Wow.
1: One night they were staying with us, and my father-in-law says, so Lynn, do you know Jesus? And I said, well, I I know of him. No, he says, do you know him? And I I said, I don't know what that means. So he explained all that to me. Um, And he put situations in front of me like, do you know if you're going to heaven, or do you know if you die tonight, will you go to heaven or will you go to hell? It scared me. Yeah. It really scared me. So when I went to bed that night, I asked the Lord to come into my heart. Praise God. It actually actually scared me into it. Yeah. And my husband Dick had been witnessing a little bit to me the two years that we were together. Um and we were getting Jimmy Swagger tapes sent to us by his mom and dad, and we'd get them in the mail and throw them in the garbage.
0: Oh, man. Isn't that
1: awful? Yeah. It's like, oh, we don't want to hear this God music. Wow. But then, uh, and my husband was saved, but he wasn't living for the Lord at, at all. Right. At all. So, But he, he would interject different things to me. And, like, I got burned really bad one night. Um, I was up at my brother's house, and a cup of coffee spilt on me and really burnt me bad and dick we, took, took me into the bathroom into the bathtub and i was hyperventilating i was starting to go into shock and he kept putting cold water on me and it was in my groin area um it was awful it was awful and he just kept saying you're gonna be all right you're gonna be all right and i thought i'm a waitress i walk f- for a you know, right. living i'm not gonna be all right i'm not even gonna be able to walk mm-hmm. get dressed even well we went home And he kept saying, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Next morning I got up, there was absolutely nothing there. Oh, man. No redness, no sores, no blistering, no pain. It was gone, and my eyes were open.
0: Huh. Was this before you gave your heart to the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: It was like, how did he know that? Yeah. That was all new to me. Huh. So anyway, um, then... um, We started going to his parents' church, which is like an hour and 15 minutes away, so it wasn't something you could do every week. We'd go up there, and we loved the pastor. We loved the people of the church, and um, then eventually we both went forward publicly and accepted Jesus, and uh, his sister and her husband lived downstairs, and they would go too, and they started Seeing yeah. things and seeing the change in us, because we stopped drinking, stopped smoking pot. Yeah. Um, so they saw the change in us, and Easter. So this was in January, February that we got saved and went forward, and Easter, they went forward and got
0: saved. Wow, praise God. Yep.
1: And then uh, his dad insisted that we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, yeah. so we did that, too. <laughs> that was great. Was that
0: Dick's first time, too, doing that? Yes. Yeah, wow. Yep. Yeah hallelujah
1: it was um it was the best thing I ever did, yeah, you know I always say the best thing that ever happened to me was Dick, but the best thing that ever happened to me was the Lord and then Dick, and right of course his family so um that's pretty much it when you asked me to give my testimony about how I was saved, I said, well, it's pretty pretty boring <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't a a bad real bad person or anything, or I don't have any past that's you know, that I'm ashamed of or anything, but...
0: Yeah, but I, I still, like, I think, you know, those kind of testimonies like yours, there are, there are a lot of them. And, you know, there's people that got saved, you know, especially at uh, SBN. They got saved at five, six years old, eight years old, yeah. ten years old. You know, how old were you in 1981 when you got saved? i um,
1: 25.
0: Yeah. So the way I see it is uh, that's a blessing from the Lord that he he kept you from a life of torment and deep oh, yeah. sin, you know, like a testimony like mine or like Robins or yeah. Jason's like yes. those, you know, those guys had lives of hell, yes. you know, literal hell. I can't imagine. So for, for somebody to get saved by the first time somebody witnessed to them, you know, that's obviously the Holy spirit was present and, uh, you know, he, he moved on your heart enough for you to accept the Lord. Yep. So it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. I mean, it, no test you know, a testimony is a testimony, it came to the Lord, which is all that matters. Um when you and so anybody listening, uh Aunt Lynn is my mother's sister. And you're the oldest of all of them, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, what was home life like for you guys? Was there any kind of presence of God?
1: Yes. Um my dad's mother. She whenever we would stay overnight, she would read the Bible to us. Um but never any real witnessing. My right. dad would say small things like, you know, like Jesus is going to come back like a thief in the night. Yeah. Um, you know, he would st- say small things like that, but never, never any in depth of anything spiritual at all.
0: Were they born again? Or-
1: I, I almost think she was. Yeah. I don't know about my grandfather. Right. But I think she was. Um, and we never went to church, hardly ever went to church, um, went to a Methodist church. The only thing I remember about going to Methodist church is the chicken and waffle dinners. Oh, man. (laughs) Now, my other grandparents and my aunts and uncle lived in Freeland, and we would go over there often and stay overnight at my aunt's house, and she always took us to Sunday school and to church. Yeah. And that was a Reformed church. Um my mom and dad split up at one time, and we moved to Freeland. And that was like a really good experience because we really got involved with the church Yeah, as um, young teenagers, adolescents, I guess. Um, we were in the choir. We did fundraisers for the youth, and we loved it. We yeah. loved the church kids and— I don't know. It was, and the pastor was young, yeah. So it was a good experience. But we were only there like a year and a half, and then we moved back with my father, and that all ended. Right. No more church or anything. So I, I didn't know anything I really didn't know anything about salvation. Wow. But um, so that was the only thing that I can relate to spiritual spirituality.
0: So they didn't Go even well, yeah, if that was a Reformed church, they're Calvinist. Yeah. And. Uh... It doesn't surprise me then that in a year and a half you learned absolutely nothing about salvation because no. they pre uh, they believe in uh, predestination that God determines from the beginning of time who will be saved and who will go to hell.
2: Oh, do they?
0: So they think, you know, if you're going to get saved, well, there's going to be irresistible um, grace given to you to where you can't resist it and you get saved. And if, you know, you're one of the few that's selected not to go to hell— You'll never be presented. They throw free will right out the window.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: They oh, yeah, that. it's it's called co- it's called uh, tulip. It's the five points of uh, reform theology. Yeah, and, and it's uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, so they don't they don't really believe in witnessing or or any of that because they think you know God already determined who's going to get saved.
1: Yeah, never never heard of an altar call or anything like that.
0: Yeah, and that's never. that's like uh that's the common theme these days. You, you know, no church is doing altar calls anymore outside of the Pentecostal area, you know?
1: My church does.
0: Yeah, right. A Pentecostal church. They're the only ones doing it. Yeah. You know, like uh, Pastor Mike was just telling me um, over the radio last weekend when they did the conference at Erie, uh, it was the the Warner Theater. The Well, the week before there was a church, I, I don't know if it was a Methodist church or what, but they had 7,000 people come in to do the uh, to see the Chris hear the Christmas message, and they didn't do one altar call the whole no. weekend. Seven thousand people. Now, how many of those seven thousand people do you think weren't saved? You know, from a in, not one altar call.
1: Oh, what a lost
0: yeah. moment. Yeah, seriously, like what an opportunity. Yeah, like seven thousand people, just you know. Out the window and they're hearing the Christmas message yeah, so about Jesus their and they were are
1: probably are already open right. to it. yeah,
0: they're primed to it, it's the season, you know you know everybody everybody's a Christian around Christmas. Yeah. Let's be real in this country. but uh, yeah, just a, a missed opportunity. you know that's just the state of the church today. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, I want to ask you, how many uh, how many churches have you checked out over the years oh, until boy. you ended up in the one you're at now? Yeah, and you're in an assemblies of God now, right? Yes. And out yes. in Dallas. Yep. Yeah.
1: Back Mountain Harvest Assembly. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, boy, let's see. Well, we started with Jimmy Swagger mm-hmm. before we found a church. My sister-in-law and brother-in-law they went church hunting, and we stayed home. And when they found a church, then with four of us would go and candidate
0: let (laughs) them go do the the groundwork yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs)
1: because my brother-in-law is a real researcher so he really looked into things like that so every sunday we would make a bed on the couch and listen to jimmy swagger Mm -hmm. so we we um we really enjoyed his ministry and we even went to new york city
0: oh yeah you went to madison square garden for one of the crusades in the 80s '80s. i'm so jealous
1: (laughs) it was great (laughs) It was great. Well,
0: yeah, I literally, somebody, they just, uh, the ministry posted a um, a video from one of the uh, Crusades back in the day, and it was like a football stadium sold out. Oh,
2: yeah. And it
0: was, the whole stadium was singing hallelujah. Yeah. And I commented on it. I said, if I had a time machine, I would go back to a, a swagger classic. Yes. <laughs> you I know? love
1: watching them on TV. Oh, they're amazing. They're great. And I, I got re- caught right up in the spirit with, with them. Yeah. Yep. It's really—so even though they're really old, the Spirit can still move. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, they are the ministry today that God's called for world evangelism. You know, even back then he was. He's he's still going. Yep. Uh So
1: how many churches? Let's see. Okay, so we started with Jimmy Swaggart. Um, I'm going to say like one, two. I'm going to say probably six. Now, we really found— Pentecostal, right? Uh, there was one in Hazleton that we absolutely loved, loved the pastor. Um, it was great. Uh, Dick's family's church in Nicholson was a Pentecostal church, church fantastic, good pastors. And then there's others that you we went to a seeker church, and that was, I. We were there for eight years. It's hard to believe we were there for eight years. A My-
0: seeker-sensitive church. Yes. Wow.
1: Um, I could not feel any movement of the Holy Spirit whatsoever mm-hmm. in any message. The pastor was very controlling, very controlling. You couldn't give a testimony without it being edited, or you couldn't ask for prayer for anybody without getting their permission. Wow. Um and finally, finally, something was said. The pastor said something. I'm sorry, you, or you old older Christians, you're just gonna have to understand. But this is the way it is. And I looked at my husband. Oh, and, time and to I, go. And I says, "What do you think?" He says, "Time to move." Yeah.
0: And we did. Wow.
1: And then we found the, ch- the church in uh, in Back Mountain, Dallas, and we've been I've been there ever since. So we've been there about eight years now. Wow. The people just are. Amazing there. I've never seen such love, concern, uh, ever, in any church that we've ever been to.
0: And they got a pretty big congregation, don't they?
1: Yes. We have two services, one at 9 and one at 11. And when we get together for functions, when it's all of us together, we don't even know half of the people, and they don't know us. Wow.
0: Because they go to the different services. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. Yep. Yeah, I just wanted to get your take on what because I I haven't gone to any I you know right. in my area because they're literally it's you know it's rough and uh,
1: you have to try though you have to try them. yeah you really have to give them a a chance
0: <clears throat> I'm waiting on the Lord to kind of nudge me to where He wants me to go if mm-hmm. if anywhere you know but um it's just it's uh, and I was just telling Pastor Mike this over the weekend uh do you know anything about the Grace Revolution? Or hyper grace. It's a teaching that's out today. So they teach: um, once you get saved, you don't need to ask for God's forgiveness anymore. You you can ignore sin because now you're saved. They it's basically in a nutshell. It's um, a license to sin is what they teach. And now I just saw um, over the weekend. There's a new branch of this out. This guy, he's a minister, he's got an Instagram page, and he's teaching uh, the same thing, you don't need to ask for God's forgiveness anymore. And anything, you know, and he says, he brings up, <clears throat> uh, well, Peter, and you know, everybody asks us, Peter said, you know, how much t- How much should we ask for forgiveness, you know? And, and Jesus said, 70 times 7, you know? And he says, uh, you can ignore that. What Jesus said, all of the words in red in the New Testament, you can ignore them because their Old Testament being that Christ spoke them before the cross. Like what? And people believe it. Uh-huh. I saw comments on there. People are going, amen, brother. Amen. Amen. And I commented and said, uh, this is so dangerously wrong. It's not even funny. And it got the most likes out of all the Did comments. It? Like and people—and see, that's almost like—it uh, it is kind of seeker-sensitive because it's a feel-good it message. It gives people a license to sin like the Baptists do with fire insurance, you know, like once saved, always saved.
1: Yeah. I believed that at one time, actually. Yeah. I did, but I was corrected. Did you— I believed it for many, many years.
0: Was that—did you—well, I don't know if you would have picked that up from the Reformed Church or not. Or was it later on? It was later yeah. on.
1: Um, I don't know why— I believe that, but um, John Hagee set me straight, mm. Pastor John Hagee. Yeah, yeah. he and he said about asking for forgiveness every night, and I didn't think you had to. Right, I didn't. Um, I don't. I wasn't taught anything different. Um, I it's just the way I believed it. Right, just the way I believed it. Um, something you said triggered a thought about um, the. Oh, let me just get back quick to you finding a church. If nothing more, if it's bible believing, spirit filled, that that's the most important thing. Right. But the other important thing is fellowship with other Christians.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: My best some of my best friends are church people. I yeah, love right. them. They are wonderful. We do things together. Mm-hmm. And it's just your own little circle of people that you can trust that you can talk to that you can go to. Right. That's important because you can't do that with secular people. Oh yeah, you can't and, confide right. in secular humans.
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't even fellowship with any secular people like on a daily basis. I'll, I talked to Adam, Jared, Pastor Mike, and the, some of the people from up across river. Like mm-hmm. y- you can't. You know, Second Corinthians six fourteen says, "Be ye not unequally yoked with unbelievers."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so and I. That was one of the first uh, scriptures the Lord laid on my heart after getting saved. You know, because right. my biggest uh, gripe with, you know, when I got it was Amanda, you know, and that, that had to end and it ultimately did. But um, yeah, I, I don't even, I would love to have more Christian fellowship, but you're only going to find them at a, a true Bible preaching church. And in this area, they're few and far between, you know, it's, it's real sad, the, the state of the church and, uh, you know, it's just a sign of the times, I guess
1: guess. I don't know. I just don't know, really know what was in the area. I knew that there was a, wasn't there an Assembly of God church in Berwick,
0: Berwick. at the time? Berwick. But there's, see, the, the Assemblies of God, there's really good ones like yours, or there's really bad ones oh, I know. that are preaching law, you well, know?
1: Well, the secret church I went to was an Assembly of God church.
0: Oh, wow. So an Assemblies of God was preaching seeker sensitive messages. That's crazy. Seeing that, this well, is what I mean.
1: Like I said. He was controlling everything. Right. So.
0: That's crazy. You know, I remember hearing on Francis and Friends on uh, one of the older episodes, I think from like 2012, 2013, they got a hold of uh, some of the paperwork to the new laws and regulations and guidelines to the Assemblies of God back in like 2012. And it was like extremely disturbing because they were, they were, uh, getting into becoming ecumenical and they, it's like uh, they were teaming up with the Catholics in the same belief that we need to merge all churches into one no. one faith like no. a, you know, a one world faith you know kind of like what the book of Revelation talks about you know and uh, that was back in 2012 and it got voted through they voted oh it through gosh. you know so since then on I mean the assemblies of God went one way and then it split and went the other way you know, so it's uh, it's just nuts. Um, I want to ask you though, at, after you and Dick got saved, um, you guys ended up uh, kind of backsliding, didn't you? Mm-mm. Not not in faith, but you just kind of stopped living for the Lord for a while. Or did, you stayed you stayed walking. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, yeah. I thought there was a period where you guys kind of just drifted off.
1: Mm-mm. Never, hmm. never. Wow. We, we may not have been on fire. Yeah, right. Um the whole forty three years. Yeah. Um but no, no. Praise God. Mm we...
0: I don't know why I thought, what I might have been thinking of something else. Yeah, I don't remember. No,
1: never, no, never. Dick would never have allowed that to happen.
0: Yeah.
2: No. Mm
0: mm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I could remember um as far as I can remember, you guys were always, you know, Christians. hmm And uh it's funny when I after I got saved, you know, my my whole life growing up, I had this stigma and and views on Christians, you know, that, you know, they were just one way that I thought, you know, and after getting saved, like, I thought all these people that said they were Christians were Christians, and when I got saved, I found out, like, maybe 2% of them are Christians, yeah, Right. because everybody just pays lip service to the Lord, and yeah, I'm a Christian, or as Adam calls them, CEOs, they go to church on Christmas and Easter only. Exactly. You know, so it was like a huge wake-up call to me when I got saved and saw, like, uh, pretty sure I only know, like, two people that are Christians. Yeah. And, you know. um,
1: That are are still living for the Lord.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: It's a journey, and it is a growth journey. Oh, yeah. 43 years, I'm still learning things.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, look, it took. Yeah. It took, uh, God, 40 years to get Egypt out of Moses, (laughs) you know? so. I want to I want to get your perspective on your your take on how I lived my life, leading up to the point where I got saved, and then my conversion and what you saw from a distance. Because I remember listening to Lorne Larson's testimony on one of the uh, the radio broadcasts, and he said, you know, he was so deep in drugs and sin, and he ended up getting saved. And he said, "The reality is, the only reason I got saved is because at least one person was praying for me." Yeah, that's it. It only takes one person praying for somebody, and I know that you were you were one of the very few people and Dick and Dick, yeah, that were praying for me Both to get you. saved. You know, few and Summer. Yeah. So just give a little perspective on on what. That was like for you.
1: Okay. um, Let me go back a little bit, though. Like um, when we first got saved, it was my goal to tell my whole family about the Lord, which I did. And thankfully, they all all came to the Lord. Now, not that they're all still there. That That is so discouraging to me. Uh, as a Christian, uh, not just with my family, but with other people that we knew that were Christians, say, 20 years ago, and they were on fire, and you see them now, and it's like there's no mention, or it there's fizzled no out. fruit. Yeah, yeah, very discouraging, very disheartening. Yeah, really. if there's a
0: lack of discipleship there, you just yep. you drift away. Yep.
1: So um, your mom and dad both came to the Lord, and, um, and then you kids were born, and so it was like we were always praying for you guys, and you were so stubborn. Oh, yeah. I practically shoved it down your throat, which was wrong, <laughs> right? Yeah. Was wrong, but you were so thick-headed and so stubborn, as even as a little kid, mm-hmm. you were thick-headed. I remember you were sitting in the back seat of my car, and I was looking in the rearview mirror, and I said, Kirky, you're going to hell if you don't give your heart <laughs> to Jesus and do it now!
0: I don't even remember that. Oh, I, I do. I must have been real young. I
1: was, I was so upset. You just wouldn't Mom. listen. You wouldn't listen. But um, I don't know any part of your demon life or your drug life, because I right. wasn't any part of that. But um, Well, life, you knew
0: about some of the paranormal stuff I was dealing yes, with throughout my Yes, I did. Demons my, my in, my your, in yeah. your apartment.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I knew about that. Um, and uh, you just were not living the way that you, you should have
2: lived. Yeah,
0: right. It
1: was... Um, but you know, your mother kept us informed of of your life and the things that were going on and so yeah, Dick and I were praying for you constantly. And Summer got saved. You didn't. Right. You didn't. You just jumped from one thing to another and just not not a good life. And we really we didn't give up on you. We prayed for you for all thirty some years. Yeah, thirty three. Yep. And when Summer told me that you were researching different cults mm-hmm. and she says, You're not gonna believe it. He's he's got he's looking into the Bible and I said, Praise the Lord. Yeah. She says, Yeah, but not for the reasons that you think he is he's, yeah, that he's was... looking, <laughs> yeah. He's looking at the Bible to find fault with it. I says, No summer, I Mm-mm. said that Holy Spirit can yeah. and will just jump right out into his heart. I know it.
0: And yeah, it happened It did. It happened. Me me and Jared were I mean we were on a path looking for the truth. You, got you know, it. and all of our conspiracy theory and occult research, you know, we were at a point where we realized uh, there is real evil in the world. And if this evil exists and these people believe these things and do these things, the opposite's got to be true. And, you know, the Lord orchestrated all the chess pieces sure. of my life to get me in the truck with Adam. Absolutely. My whole life.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, you know, so I went. He gave me that thumb drive, and I, I watched—me and Jared watched that video. It was four hours long of an ex-Satanist, and I said, I think we need to buy a Bible. And it wasn't to go into the Bible to find aliens. It was because everything was pointing to God being real. Yes. And this actually being the reality. So we ordered King James Bibles, and, pff, you know, the rest is history. But it took me a month of researching it. Yeah. And uh, the attacks then, the spiritual attacks, were yeah. just unbearable. You know, at nighttime, sleep paralysis. This thing would uh, possess me and whip me around my room. I like I'm getting smashed off against the walls. It felt like spiritually, you know, it was just it was a nightmare. And you know, I got I got so bad to the point where these attacks were just too bad. And uh, that night, I had the, the rapture dream that I missed the rapture and I got saved the next night. Awesome. I felt if I went to bed the next night and I didn't get saved, I wasn't waking up. I thought I was going to die and I'd be in hell. You know, and the Holy Praise Spirit. The Lord. Yeah. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit um did what he needed to do. And I dove <laughs> I dove in head first, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm thrilled with the way your life is going. I'm just super super happy and thrilled and just I'm excited for what the Lord has for you. Right. Because you are pursuing things that you know
0: yeah, I kind of are,
1: are going to help people.
0: Yeah, and uh, I don't know how many people said I'm a fanatic, I'm a lunatic, I'm so not like I'm. No, I'm You're on fire I'm, for Jesus. Yeah, I'm uh, just a born again Christian. Yes. Like, aren't we all like this? You know,
1: in the beginning, a oh, lot of us are. I yeah. mean, I remember coming out of church, and his mom and dad were with us in the car, and we came out of church, and and I says, oh, "If anybody wants to get high, all they have to do really is go to church."
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who and needs y- pot? <laughs> yeah, and you know that's. Like, cause I I came from a past you know I loved pain pills, and after getting saved, it was like, and I hear everybody says this that comes from a drug background that that feeling the Holy Spirit gives you, there's nothing in the world that even oh, comes close. No, no. And you know when I uh, I got saved, I was I was riding that cloud for like a month to two months, like I was on fire, mm-hmm. and then you know it died down because you know I'm trying to figure everything out and yeah. you know whatever and uh when I got baptized with the holy spirit uh a year later huh i can't, i say that like that's a testimony in itself for for Christians is when you get filled with the, yes. the holy spirit yes. and to think that um what do you say like what do you say about Christians who deny the baptism in the holy spirit and say that's that's not biblical that's that's what the devil you know, like, <laughs> people denying the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's insane.
1: Yeah, I I don't know if maybe they're afraid of it.
0: Well, yeah, maybe. They're
1: afraid of it, you know, because it is kind of scary if you think about it, like speaking in other tongues. What is in me that is doing that? Yeah, right. You know, but uh, every Christian really needs it. Like Jimmy Swaggert has said, I've heard him say um, you can go to heaven without the baptism of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. But to live this life on earth, you need the power of right. the Holy Spirit in you to do the things to be a better witness.
0: Right. It's the power for service is what yes. it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he said if if you plan on living one day past the day of your salvation, then you need the baptism of yeah. the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And that's a, that's a huge—because Adam talked about that in his testimony, how um, the first time when he originally got saved— he was so aggravated that he couldn't get anybody saved, witness to them, and, you know, nothing. Like, it was just, it was in the flesh. Yeah. he didn't, you know. But when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, watch out, because that fire and that boldness, you know, it just takes over.
1: Yes, it does.
0: Wow. Yep. So, um, so, yeah, you definitely noticed um, the change in my life.
1: Oh, yes, like yeah. night and day. Yeah, Yeah, you're a totally different person. You were like you were like a braggart. You were um, a know-it-all, and um, you were just—it was hard to listen to you. Mm-hmm. I remember at the campsite when Summer and Ken were down, and you were sitting in the chair over there talking about your job at the crossroads. And you were bragging. Oh, yeah. You were bragging. all up. the
0: money I was making. Oh. <laughs>
1: and Dick looked at me and rolled his eyes. He said, it's time to go home.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's— uh... He's so
1: lost. He's so lost
0: yeah and you know it's crazy, like you're blind, yeah, you're spiritually blind, yeah. and no matter how much people tell you you're not you're not gonna see it and I see it no. now so much like in my job you know I have a secular job and I deal with people uh, at all my stops and I like just I pick things up all the time, like hearing how they talk and swearing and this and mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, did I really used to be like that? Like, it's a, a radical transformation that happens when somebody gets born again. Yeah. And you just want to shake them and say, wake up.
1: But you can't.
0: No, you can't. Like, the Holy not Spirit. You do to do it. You know, like, it took God 33 years to move the pieces in my life just to get my heart to the point where the Holy Spirit would get through. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's wonderful. Um, So, uh, I want to talk about Dick. Mm-hmm. I want to get your take on what's been going on. Um, so, anybody listening, uh, Dick passed away. What? A little over a year.
1: It'll be two years on Sunday. Wow, two years already.
0: Yeah. Wow. And uh, he went to be with the Lord. We're jealous. He's, we are very he, jealous. Yeah, he's with Jesus now. Yep. And uh, it was during COVID, right? It was. He got sick and yeah. went to the hospital and just yeah,
1: live. He um, lived with it for thirteen, no, three weeks and a day. Yeah, we really thought he was coming home. Yeah, we really did because he was healthy. He was strong, active. He was seventy-four years old, but he mm. wasn't a seventy-four-year-old. Oh, he was like an ox. Yes. Yeah. Very, very active, very physical.
0: Um, he didn't look seventy-four either.
1: No, 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 he didn't. But it was his time. You know, we prayed for a miracle. Um, either way. You know, right? So, I mean, we wanted him to come home, but like even his sister said, if he had come home, he wouldn't have been the same person. Yeah. Um, with the oxygen, needing the oxygen all the time, mm-hmm. no energy. Dick was an energetic person. He, yeah. He was not the type to sit in a chair and just vegetate until it was time to die. That right. would have killed him. Yeah. So uh, we really believe that he was healed to go to heaven. Right. So I'm very thankful just to know know that he's there. It's really hard. Um, God has been so good, though. Um, while he was sick, though, I just um, I prayed every day. And um, other people have said this, too, that during the course of um, somebody passing away, like not hearing anything from God. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear that voice saying, it's going to be okay. Right or this too shall pass, which I have heard from him in the past of other things that we have gone through. Right. We've gone through illnesses, major illnesses. Right. And all, there was always that voice. It's okay, okay. And that peace in your heart. I didn't have any of that. Wow. I didn't have any of that. And, um, but the night, the, the day that, uh, the doctor called and said, you better get to the hospital. He's failing. So my, his sister and I went to the hospital and we, he was unconscious, of course, but we talked to him, and I never did let him go by saying goodbye. I just said, I'll see you in the morning, even though we knew that night he was going to pass. They told us all the indications are there that he's going to pass that night, Right. Um, but nothing happened while we were there, and and then we left, and in the car on the way home, there was no crying. There was no tears. It was like peace that, that was the first peace in thir- three weeks that I ever had. It was unbelievable peace. Just peace. I I, I can't explain it. it. You can't explain it to somebody.
0: Right. It's a peace that surpasses understanding It sure. only comes from God.
1: Yep. So I went home, I made something to eat and I laid on the couch and two hours later they called and said that he was gone. Yeah. You know, you imagine like how you're going to, if your spouse dies or something, how, how you're going to react, you know, like I, but it wasn't anything like that. It wasn't anything screaming, outrageous crying or anything. It was just peace. It, it was just unbelievable.
0: Because you knew where he was.
1: I knew where he was. Right. I wanted him home, though. Yeah. But I knew where he was, and I knew this was the Lord's will. I, and, you know, like, I, there's no way that I was bitter towards the Lord because Dick loved the Lord and followed him. And... His goal—he couldn't wait to go to heaven. I mean, he said he 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 couldn't wait to go to heaven, but he still wanted to be here on earth. Nice right. You know that. You know. <laughs> but yeah. So I called his sister and told her, and she told me what to do, and the process was very peaceful. Don't get me wrong; <laughs> I miss him terribly. I miss talking to women and everything, but God has been so good. So many things that he has brought me through, so many things. Um, Dick took care of everything. He was a hands-on guy. He did everything around the house. Um, And I thought that first year was really, really a struggle because I thought, how am I going to take care of my home with the knowledge, he had the knowledge. I didn't have all the knowledge.
0: Just the living day-to-day operations. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if something goes wrong, what am I going to do? I was really scared that first year, but God got me through. He was so faithful in everything. Every time something would come up, he would tell me, like, ask Kirk, your brother-in-law, or, um, or ask, you know, whatever, or you can do this, Lynn. Right. You can do this, but just and i would I, I would i had to set a mouse trap and i went on google and i bet i watched that youtube <laughs> seven times how to set a mouse trap oh, man. i never did anything like yeah. that before and i'm petrified of mice <laughs> so that was like yeah. that was really really hard for me to do but um the lord got me through it and um and now i'm doing it to this day <laughs> setting my mouse traps and it's like no big deal yeah um,
0: the joy of the Lord is our strength.
1: For sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I was able to hire a handyman because Dick always said if anything happened to him, um, if you if you can't do it, you, you can hire somebody to do it for you. Right. So I've got myself a handyman that is wonderful. He's just like Dick as far as doing things right. And so I can call him for anything. Uh, and so I got through this. Last year actually was really a good year for me.
0: The second year, yeah.
1: Yep. I've been doing, God. doing things myself, um, and what I cannot—I really try to do everything as much as I can. And it's just amazing the the strength that you that you have, you know, like you, that you didn't think that you had, right? But because of the Lord, you do.
0: Yeah, the Holy Spirit gives it to you. Yep. You know that knowing when you um, when you know Christ and you're in Christ, it takes the sting completely out of death. Yeah. Like, did have you at any point in this two years did you? Imagine in your mind what how what it would have been like if you didn't know the Lord.
1: Oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I think I would have ended it all. Right. Why? You know. Yeah. Yep. I know when after Dick passed, I I did question the Lord like um what's my purpose now? Right. I was a wife for 43 years, a companion. Mm-hmm. Now that's all gone. Right. What is my purpose? I don't know. I know you're working all things for good. I just don't see it. But um, day by day, it's a day by day thing. Right. It is. And it does get easier. It definitely... I don't cry as much as I did, but every once in a while, something will trigger. Right. And, I, you know, you just lose it. But... um,
0: You know, I remember uh, it was fairly early in his passing. You know, the Lord... Gave me a word of knowledge to give to you. Do you remember what it was?
1: Isaiah 57, wasn't it? I think it
0: was a 57-1. Yep. Yeah, and that, you had told me that um, that had really, really gave you a peace. It did. You know?
1: Yep, I'm trying to think what the 57 yeah, was. Yeah, I'm going to, so. I'll pull
0: it up here. Yeah, right, here it is. The, the righteous perisheth, mm-hmm. and no man layeth at to heart, and merciful men are taken away none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. Right. You know, which, yeah. which is huge. Huge is right. Yeah. You know, like he took Dick out of here before, you know, mm-hmm. things get <laughs> nutty, yeah. you know? And it's like, well, why not us, Lord? Come on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to go too. Yeah, I want to go too. Yeah. So really... um, You've had a, a somewhat peaceful grieving process, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, um, compared to a lot of other people, yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: I know, I see, uh, I mean, you see people all the time that, that lose loved ones, and they're just, they lose it. They lose their minds, you know, and they're not the same ever again. Like, I literally, in um, Robin's testimony the other night, he was telling me as a kid, um, his older brother went to Vietnam, and... uh they came to the, the house and said, oh. you know, your son's been lost in action. We can't find him. And then it was, I think maybe a month, 30 days later, they came back and said, we found him and he's he's passed. Oh. And he said his mom just snapped,
2: mm-hmm.
0: lost her mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the it's the Lord that, you know, yeah, pulls absolutely. you through.
1: The, uh, there's times, though, that um, you get so low and... And then you know, like you cry, and um, somebody said something about somewhere um, that the Lord wants you to cry when you're grieving. It's almost like a cleansing, right. And it is, but sometimes it can be very hard. and that's like you said, do you ever think about like what it would be like without the Lord? That point in, in your the way you feel when you're going through that, if that were to linger, if you were to have that feeling all the time, that was that is what it would be like mm-hmm. to not have the peace of the Lord. It would be a horrible existence. Right. It really would. And you know, um the Lord He just lets me cry. And I have times where I've cried. But then it's like, okay, I feel better. Right. I feel better. Yeah. Praise God. Yep. I just it's hard in the beginning to uh, get used to the idea that he's just not coming back. Mm-hmm. Just not going to walk through that door. It's,
0: Let's just bye for now. We're going to see him again. It's just bye for now, you know?
1: Right. That's why I said I'll see you in the morning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. not goodbye. It's not goodbye. So I, I hold on to that for sure. That gets me going, keeps me going, mm-hmm. you know? But, you know, like we shouldn't. Uh, focus on going to heaven to see our loved ones even though we do we should focus on wanting to go to heaven to To be with with Jesus and to thank him for everything that he has done for us absolutely which is more than enough yeah more than enough
0: I know a lot of people have different thoughts on what um what our relationships will be like with our loved ones in heaven like I know some people say like the ones that are in heaven now like they probably don't even think about us or remember us at this point because they're you know they're in glory and they're with right, the Lord right you know and they're just waiting for us to get there you know it's like this life isn't even a thought anymore like it's just it's gone at the snap of a finger and you know you're with the Lord yep. so I couldn't imagine and um yeah I don't know what relationships will be like with other people in heaven
1: yeah i don't either um i think about things like that like what about somebody who's been married um uh, multiple times and all their spouses are in heaven
0: yeah right <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question i never thought about that <laughs> i have yeah wow yes. yeah. that is interesting mm-hmm. yeah here's all eight of my husbands yes. <laughs> wow well we know there isn't um there isn't like marriage or anything in no. in heaven and um, or procreation or anything. Mm-hmm. Somebody said we're not even gonna have private parts in in heaven, but who knows <laughs> it's uh so what um throughout these two years, what has the enemy's attempt been like to bring you down?
1: I would say uh, lack of confidence in doing things that definitely has been the biggest. I would say um, telling me that you know you 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 can't do this, you you can't stay here, you have to you have to leave here, you have to move because it's too much or you're just not able to do things and it's like no I I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and I know it's not the end of the world if I can't do it right and I developed a saying like. Well, if the mo- grass doesn't get mowed today. Who cares? Yeah, you know it'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Satan, you know, laying things on me like that—that that you can't, you can't, you can't take care of this. And you know, I said to the Lord, if you help me take care of my property and my home and everything, I will stay. Because I originally was—I I wanted to move. Right. I wanted to get out because there's a lot to take care of. But I love my home. And he loved our home. We had a horse and a barn and I had to, I had to find a new home for her too, right after he passed. So there, I was going through that too, yeah. losing my horse. But every day when he would, not every day, but many days he would come up from the barn and he'd come in the house and he'd say, we are so blessed. We, cause he would look around at everything, our property. And, yeah. It's beautiful. You know, it is a beautiful open, home. It is a beautiful property. And He'd say, we are so blessed. And I really believe I now am blessed. Right. I I really believe I am blessed.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're still here for a reason. You know, there's still a purpose. I mean, those of us that are here, you know, we're here because God wants us here for a purpose. Right. And, you know, it could be the the simplest thing. You know, I remember you just said, like, now that Dick's gone, like, what's your purpose now? Like, you were starting to question the Lord, like, now what? You know? and he he obviously still has a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and it could just be for um, financial support of a promoting the gospel. You know, it yeah. could be anything. Right? You know, yep. we. I can't wait to get to heaven and see, like this podcast, for example, how many people this actually yeah. reached and what it did. Could you imagine, like the Biblethon and Share-a-thon with SBN? Like, say you donate twenty dollars to sh- or to the right. Biblethon or like. I do a, a handful of Bibles every month. I don't know where those Bibles right. go. Right. And whose hands those Bibles got into.
1: Because taught, of your donation. Because of,
0: you know, just one Bible say. Yes. You know, I can't wait to see, you know, what our purpose was. was. And, you know, were we in yeah. the will of God? And, you know, like, what what was achieved? You know, that's, that's exciting to think about. Yeah. Because just one Bible can... Say it went to a pastor in Africa, and he preached to 5,000 people. I know. And they all gave their heart to the Lord I because know. you bought a $20 Bible.
1: It's amazing to think about.
0: Yeah, right. Just like with Robin's testimony, you know? Right. He got 52, 52 emails. That's amazing. The, the power of the Lord is just, it's mind-boggling.
1: It is. And you know what? Um, when I was going through the grieving process, and this was like the first couple months, um, I had to do a lot of... Um, removing dick from certain things taking him off the credit card taking his name off of this taking his name off of that it was very painful to do but i was able to do it and you cannot believe the people that that i just all i did was speak to them on the phone like uh from the credit card company i was on the phone with her for two hours and she said you have just been such a blessing and i said Really, she says, "Yeah, your attitude is just so good." And it's like, hallelujah.
0: that's a witness right there. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, because she knows what you know the story, and she yes, sees how she you're the story. Yeah, and
1: I was handling it well. She said, "I've talked to other widows, and they're nasty, or they're mean, or." she said you have just been a blessing and my insurance lady too she i found out she was a christian through all of this wow um she just said lynn you made my day just talking to you and it's like thank you jesus right thank you jesus
0: how did the people in your church uh take this because they dick went to the same church too yes. like how did how did they all Cor- react with you
1: um everybody was shocked yeah. Because like I said, he was so active and so like what happened? Yeah, it was what sort of- happened? Yep. Um yeah. But they've been so good to me. Yeah. Really good to me. Um like I said, I can call anybody at any time and say, "Let's let's go for lunch." Okay. We'll go for lunch. Right. And I joined a a widows group. A friend of mine, she had a has a widows group and that is growing. Unfortunately, it's growing. Um but um, fortunately for us, widows, but uh, it's really just a nice time to get together, to share. Like especially around the holidays, you know, how was your Christmas? How was your New Year's? How was your right. anniversary? How was the birthday? What did you do? And and we just go for dinner. We just have a good time. Yeah, It's really, really, really good for us. Nice. I enjoy that.
0: That's good. Yep. Awesome. I love it. So um you'd come to a couple of the meetings with me and the guys recently. Yes. What what uh what were your thoughts and takes on Donnie Swaggert up at uh, Grand Island that weekend?
1: Oh, I, I always liked Donnie Swaggert, Um but seeing him a person was really good. Yeah, it's like it's uh, different. It is. He's yeah. totally different yeah. and it's More awesome. relaxed and right. comical and Yeah. Yeah. It was good. And you guys that I went with, I just love the three of you. You're just. Uh, <laughs> we get
0: that from all of them up there.
1: Uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, I, I stressed about going with three kids because I'm old enough to be their mother. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> <laughs> I stressed about it. It's like, how is this, you know, like, I mean, I'm a woman, there are guys, like, how, you know, we're not going to like the same things. And oh my gosh, it was easier than being with my sister or my friends. I mean, you guys just yeah. made it so easy. We liked going to the same places to eat. We liked shopping mm-hmm. together. We yeah. talked at night till like one in the morning that first morning. <laughs> yep, It was so enjoyable. Yeah, You guys made it so enjoyable. And just the idea that, you know, we all know the Lord, love the Lord and right. are living for the Lord yeah
0: yeah that makes it I, way better i look
1: forward to camp meeting yeah i, can't I wait. know
0: anybody out there listening if you want to come hang with me and aunt lynn and jared and adam and pastor mike and his whole group will be in baton rouge for uh easter easter for yeah easter. camp meeting it's uh i'm i'm so oh man i was so upset that i didn't get to go oh last, last year, year.
1: <gasps> it was you so know. good last year and it
0: here, there's a story to this, because me and Jared had planned on going, the two of us. Oh, did you? Now, Adam still worked with me, and we're only allowed one driver off at a time. So I... Um, we'll edit it. Okay. Um, we're only allowed one driver off at a time. And Adam, in 15 years, never took a vacation, never took a day off, nothing. So me and Jared made the plans... To go to camp meeting. I was like, yeah, all right. So literally the day before I was going to go put in the time off, my boss said to Adam, he's like, are you ever going to take a vacation? Like, you need to take a vacation. What are you doing already? And Adam said, all right, well, I'm going to take this date right oh, here. no. <laughs> and he pointed at the week of camp meeting and he said, I'm going to camp meeting. And my boss approved it. And I said, well, oh, okay. I guess I'm sitting this year out because we can't both have the same, you know, week off. And it's good <laughs> to be Yeah. And uh you know, it was still good though watching it at home.
1: Oh, it was fantastic watching it yeah. at home.
0: Yeah. I w- I wanna get your perspective on this too. Um that that week at Camp Meeting, do you remember what Evelyn said? Yes. Yeah. So um me and Evelyn were watching Camp Meeting and I I forget which day it was But she saw Adam and Jared on the TV. Yeah. And she said, Daddy, is that Adam and Jared? I said, yeah. And either down at camp meeting at church. And she said, church? I said, yeah. And she said, we're going up in the sky soon with Jesus. You, me, Mimi, and Aunt Lynn. Wow.
1: (laughs) That was like.
0: (laughs) She's three years old. And that where, was April. That was right after her third birthday almost.
1: Where did that come from? The Lord. The Holy Spirit, for sure.
0: How would she know about that?
1: How would she know? She doesn't
0: know what the rapture is. Mm-mm. And how would she even know to name the only born again Christians in my life? For
1: sure ones. Right. Yes. It's, and then didn't she say maybe Pappy?
0: Yeah, she said and maybe Pappy. Because
1: yep. he accepted the Lord many years ago. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where his heart is now, but right. maybe he will be there.
0: It's uh, and I've seen the Lord move so much on her, like it is. No,
1: so many things she has come yeah, with. Yeah,
0: they, they come out of nowhere, and I'm like, "How do you know that?" You know, it's like.
1: Whew. Didn't she have a f- an angel? She saw an uh, angel.
0: Yeah, I forget. Um, something, an angel told her something. I can't remember something what it
1: was. About, uh, no, I can't remember what it was. But there's
0: been so many of them. Like I, know. I lose track. And, you know, like, she'll, uh, she knows about Jesus. She knows about church. She knows when worship music's on. She puts her hands up and says, thank you, Jesus. And, uh, the other, uh, you know, remember earlier, too, I was talking about all the spiritual attacks I was getting yeah. starting this show. First, the mixer and this. Well, two nights ago, my cell phone broke. It stopped charging. It was done completely. And I'm like, <laughs> great, now I can't record any interviews. So I had to dump more money that I don't have into getting a new phone, you know. And I'm sitting there in the bedroom trying to jam the cord in to get it to work. And I said, Evelyn, I need you to lay hands on my phone. Did you? She puts her hands on the phone and picks it up to her mouth and goes, Please fix daddy's phone. In Jesus' name, amen. I I said, all right, let's see if it worked. No, it didn't work. I said, Uh. do it again. (laughs) So she knows. And she prays in the car with my mom. Every Friday when she gets picked up, my mom prays with her that they get home safe, oh, and, you know, and in Jesus' name. And she knows she knows what it means. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not dumb. No. She's smart. And she's definitely.
2: In uh, tune.
0: Yeah, she's in tune with the Holy Spirit for sure. Because, yes I mean, Lord. this stuff comes out of nowhere with her. Like, we won't even be talking about church or nothing. Like, I won't even have church on the TV. or And she'll just come up with something that has to do with Jesus and the rapture. And it's like. What? It's unbelievable. It is it's unbelievable. It's amazing. But, you know, they say kids are, are so in tune with.
1: Yeah, because they don't have all the old crap in their heads like we right? do.
0: Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I was um, been mulling this over. You know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think out loud here, not saying that, you know, this is going to happen or even if it's the Lord will. But I would love to do this podcast ministry full time. As a job, you know, Mm -hmm. do do it for the Lord, Mm -hmm. because that would allow Evelyn to live here with me, and she would be here every day, Mm -hmm. and then I can homeschool her. Oh. Yeah. That would be... Because I'm, like, petrified to put her in public school, and I can't afford Christian school. So I said to the Lord, if, you know, it's your will, let it be done, you know, and... There's some things he spoke to me in the past about me asking, like, give me a way to let me, you know, have her hear more. And uh, I'm getting little nudges, you know. So pray for that. I have been. You know, because Mm -hmm. I'm terrified to put her in public school, especially with what we're seeing today. Yeah. Robin was just telling me the other night. His granddaughter is 11. She came home and said, Poppy, I want to be a lesbian. Oh. He said, how do you know what that is? She said, well, they're, they're teaching us about it in school. Oh, no. And he he said, went and told his wife, he said, uh, or he told her, he said, go ask Grammy what a lesbian does and what a lesbian is. And she told her, and she the little girl was shocked. She said, that's what they do? Oh. So they're not even telling kids in what school it what it actually is. They're just trying to indoctrinate them into, you know, this far-left, liberal, uh, LGBT garbage. It's unbelievable. And I'm seeing videos. Yeah, it's real scary because Satan's going after our kids. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I'm seeing videos. Lynn, I don't know if you've seen any of them. There's people, parents, going to school board meetings all across the country because they're getting a hold of these books that are in the libraries and they're cartoon drawings, but they depict how to give oral sex, uh gay sex all this disgusting filth
1: they're in the school library
0: they're in the school libraries wow. and these parents they're going into these school board meetings and they're reading these books and the people in the audience are shocked and the school board doesn't say anything oh my gosh oh you know gosh. it's nuts and now we're allowing our you know apparently kids can you know
1: why wouldn't that be considered pornography
0: it is but you know the the world we live in today mm pornography
1: isn't bad
0: no exactly and you know you can't being that it was gay sex or lesbian sex you can't say anything bad about that because you'll be canceled Yes, you know and you'll be labeled a bigot and hate speech and this podcast will probably get flagged now because I'm even talking about it but you know the Lord's got it yeah it's just it's insane because I don't know how I would react if they jammed that stuff down Evelyn's throat at school so I need to. Uh,
1: <laughs> that would I, really be a step out in faith.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I've done those. Mm-hmm. I've done them and they've been successful.
0: Right. Well, this show was a step out in faith because yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going all in. Mm-hmm. And I built the room, <laughs> you know? That's great. Yeah. This is uh, night and day from when it was, ain't it? Yeah.
1: And it's only been, what, a few weeks? Yeah. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's. That's kind of just something I've been thinking about cuz it's coming close. I mean, I think she's starting preschool this year. And uh I don't know. It's
1: You know, um when uh things started going bad around COVID time, I guess it was, and the stock market was getting bad and um I uh, was allowing I guess Satan to get into my head and it's like <gasps> Oh, my gosh. You know, now with Dick not here, like, what am I going to do if something happens to my money, you know? Um, right. And I remember stressing about it, and some are saying, Lynn, why are you stressing about that? I said, well, I'm alone now, you know? I mean, I, I can't lose my money, you know? And she says, the Lord has always taken care of you before, hasn't he, with your finances? And it's like, duh.
0: Yeah. It's like sometimes we forget. Yeah. You know? It's
1: like, you're right. You're yeah. right. It's funny how you can, but, you know, like you can look at things like that, you know, and just say, I'm not going to worry about it. With my business, I have a, an online business. that right. I, I make things and sell them online. And um, so many demands, like um, this company that I was working for uh, wanted me, to, wanted all of us to uh, have free shipping. Free shipping. But then they're telling us, just add it to your price of your your item, what the shipping would be. And it's like, well, then it's not free. Yeah, right. So how can you s- tell your public that you're getting free shipping, but the price of your item is like $20 more? Yeah. I could not do that. No. I could not do that. And I, I wasn't not about good to conscience. do it. And if you don't do that, we will not put you in the top... Um, front page of search results you will move to the back now there's thousands of search um, results you know thousands of of, um, uh, other um, um, businesses so it's like no i'm not gonna do it Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna do it and there i was on the front (laughs)
0: page hallelujah
1: on the front page it never affected me and this free shipping thing went away because everybody realized that it just isn't working
0: not today satan
1: can I give you another uh uh um little tidbit of um doing things like that? Um yeah. I always I make dolls for a living and I used to make witches for Halloween. Mm-hmm. My witches were awesome. They were really cool and I sold a lot of them yeah. cuz people love witches. And I used I I never gave it any thought about not doing them. Um And then I just was convicted one year about this isn't right. Mm -hmm. You really shouldn't be making witches and scoop things like that for Halloween. So um, I decided I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm just not... I'll give up that revenue, which was a lot. Yeah. So I stopped doing that. And um, and I was okay. I was okay. I made out with other things. Mm -hmm. I did did good with other things. So the magazine that I was featured in, they were doing... um, Uh, a witch article and they wanted us to send in witches that we made and summer says are you going to do it and i said no summer she said your witches are awesome they would be great in that article i said i told the lord i would not do that anymore and i'm i'm not going to do it sticking to it i'm not going to do it and i didn't the next month I was on the front cover of that magazine <laughs> with my pumpkins.
0: Oh man, isn't that amazing?
1: God is good. Yeah. When we obey. Yeah,
0: when you're obedient.
1: When we obey. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Just amazing. And my our whole our whole married life has been like that. Just Now I'm not saying it wasn't a struggle. There were many struggles in our our time together, not with us, but right. outside influences. Outside influences. Right. Families,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: friends that did things to us, but um, yeah, you know, and any any decisions, big decisions that had to be made, mortgages, cars, or anything, we always consulted the Lord. We would pray on. We would, you know, not commit to what we were going to purchase or whatever, and uh, we would pray about it. And the next morning, Dick would get up and say, "How do you feel today about what we might do?" And I would tell him honestly how I felt, and he usually felt exactly the same way. Yeah. And that's how we did everything. Nice. How we did everything. We both um, had some uh, health issues. Um, I had breast cancer, um, and he had aneurysm surgery and heart bypass surgery.
0: I totally forgot about all of those.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah. That was a real trial. It was a real trial. It was a real shock, too. I had breast cancer. Um, in August of 2004, I was diagnosed. Um, in February, he was diagnosed with uh, aneur uh, aneurysms in his a- abdomen. Yeah, they were the Three same time, them. weren't they? Same time. Yeah, wow. I was going to radiation every day. He went in the hospital. Oh, and he was supposed to have aneurysm surgery, but they called and said that he flunked his f- stress test, so he had to have bypass surgery before the oh. aneurysm surgery. So six weeks before aneurysm surgery, he had bypass surgery. Wow, that went off without a hitch. That was great. He came through that with flying colors, and um, and then he had the aneurysm surgery, and that was a struggle for him. It was, it was, it was hard.
0: I remember seeing the. Uh, the wound or the, the yeah. one they cut. I remember him yeah. showing me. Because I was still in high school, I think. Yes, you were. Yeah. Um,
1: I have pictures of summer's graduation... And your graduation. Summer's graduation was 2003.
0: Three, yeah, and I was five.
1: So 2004 and five is when this all happened. And the mm-hmm. difference in what we looked like and with summer's graduation, healthy, yeah. tan, and this, my hair's missing, and he looked terrible. And, yeah. But we got through it.
2: hmm We
1: got through it. The, um, every time we went to the doctor, we would pray because, you know, it was cancer. You don't know anything about it. I mean, you just right. know the horror stories. Like, mm-hmm. Give us wisdom here and— in um what we're facing and every time we would go to a doctor and we'd come out, we felt good. Yeah. You know? Like yeah, we felt really, really good about like it's like, okay, let's get this let's get this over with. And I remember sitting in the restaurant one time and he wasn't feeling good and I my my hair was missing and I just felt Ugh. I felt, are we ever gonna I was crying, I said to him, Are we ever gonna be normal? But we were
0: Praise God! Remember,
1: we got through it, and it'll be 20 years this year.
0: Wow! Cancer free. Hallelujah!
1: Praise the Lord! Yeah. And He got us through. He
0: just another trial. Yes. Know?
1: I called it my bump in the road. Yeah. Test yeah.
0: of faith. Yep. You know.
1: Yep. God is so good. So yeah, many miracles absolutely. we've seen. So many things He's done. It's just, uh, I'm thankful that I've that we spent our married life knowing the lord
0: yeah absolutely. very very
1: thankful for that a lot of people can't say that
0: right that's the only way a relationship works is with christ in the middle yeah you know
1: yeah yep. i you know i tell him now lord you're the head of the household now and i said not that you weren't head of household before but it was it was a team you know dick and i were a team and now it's just you and me right so i give it to him every day yep
0: incredible yep so uh before we get wrapping up here Um, what are your thoughts on the state of the world, what's going on in Israel and how soon the Lord's returning? Soon, I hope. Yeah. What are you thinking?
1: Soon, I hope. Um, I don't watch too much news.
0: Yeah, but you're better off.
1: I don't, um, you know, like when I see all the stuff on the news, sometimes I just, um, I turn it off or put something else on. Um,
0: And you can't trust half of it anyway.
1: No, 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 um. It seems like since COVID, things have really um, escalated, ex- accelerated. Yeah, right. Very, very fast. Yep. Very bad. Very fast. Just, I just can't believe the things that I've learned since COVID, like of things that are going on in our world, uh, just in our nation. Even, it's it's just unbelievable. It's um, everything good is bad.
0: The for everything
1: is, bad is good right? Now.
0: well and it says that in the word yes you know they yes. call evil good and good evil
1: yeah
0: you know the the devil has taken his mask off
1: oh for sure for he, sure because
0: he's about ready to make his final play with yeah. the Antichrist you know it's, it's just coming yeah it, <laughs>
1: it's coming it's coming
0: they they say that well the this the word says you know it's the church age will be two thousand years and God said in Hosea I think it was six two. I will redeem Israel after two days. And in two days to the Lord is 2,000 years, you know, and and there's a lot of other symbolism throughout that, you know, we're coming up on 2,000 years because the cross was in 30 AD. So seven more years. Oh no, six.
1: Yeah, six.
0: Just about, yeah. Yeah. So we know there's a seven-year tribulation where it's coming down.
1: (laughs) It is, and I'm... I believe that we will be raptured before the tribulation. Yeah, amen. That's what I believe.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I just can't imagine why the Lord would uh, allow us to go through that.
0: Yeah, right. He wouldn't. And, you know, it, his word is very clear. You know, God has not appointed us to wrath. And in Luke uh twenty one thirty six, Jesus said, you know, pray that you're worthy to escape the things to come. Yes. You know? Yep. So it's uh, it's only a matter of time before we fly away. And, hey— Evelyn said so. Yes. So it's uh <laughs> we're going. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be real good. So, well, Lynn, I thank you for coming on today. Uh, it was nice sitting here chatting with you.
1: Yeah, it was good. Thank yeah. you for having me.
0: Absolutely. And um, you know, anything that comes in in your life and you want to talk about it, you're more than welcome to come on anytime. All right. So uh, anybody out there listening, um, if you don't know the Lord today or if you've walked away from the Lord and you want to come back, or if anything said here today, you know, touched your heart, we want to give you the opportunity today to pray with us. We're going to uh, lead everybody into a sinner's prayer, and I'm going to lead, and then Lynn's going to follow after me. And you guys can pray along with us. And it's not the words that save you. It's if you believe it in your heart that Jesus Christ is who he said he is, he will come into your heart and he will change your life at the snap of a finger. Mm. Lynn is here to testify on my behalf of the radical change that has taken place in my life. He could do the same for you. It, you know, it's getting down to the wire. We're running out of time. Yep. And, you know, people need to get back to the cross because just look out your window, turn on the news. It's, it's all over the place. So we're going to lead you in a sinner's prayer here today, and we hope that you will. Accept the Lord in your heart, and we're gonna go from there. Okay. Dear God in heaven.
1: Dear God in heaven.
0: I come to you today as a lost sinner.
1: I come to you today as a lost sinner.
0: I'm asking you that you save my soul.
1: I'm asking you that you save my soul.
0: And cleanse me from all sin.
1: And cleanse me from all sin.
0: I realize in my heart the need for salvation.
1: I realize in my heart the need for salvation.
0: Which can only come through Jesus Christ.
1: Which can only come through Jesus Christ.
0: I'm accepting Christ into my heart.
1: I'm accepting Christ into my heart.
0: And what he did on the cross to purchase my redemption.
1: And what he did on the cross to purchase my redemption.
0: In obedience to your word.
1: In obedience to your word.
0: I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus.
1: I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus.
0: And believe in my heart God's him from the dead
1: and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead.
0: You've said in your word which cannot lie.
1: You said in your word which cannot lie.
0: For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved.
1: For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved.
0: I have called upon your name exactly as you have said.
1: I have called upon your name exactly as you have said.
0: And I believe that right now I am saved.
1: And I believe that right now I am saved.
0: Amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And hey, if you prayed with Lynn and I tonight and you have a born again experience you want to share on the show, reach out to me at Podcast at proton.me. That's Podcast at proton.me. Lynn, I thank you again for coming on tonight. I love you. It's been a blessing.
1: I love you too, Kirk. Thank you.
0: Yep. And any, like I said, anything else comes off, you know, you know where to go. Okay. All right, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Uh we'll see you next time. Take care and God bless.